talking to. Alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. We are back with another episode of Vouch Bombentary, this time for episode eight, which the is finale. the finale. Wow. Yeah, sorry guys for the delay. Um, what had happened was Hurricane Irma is a hoe. Uh, I just want to get that out of the way. But we were supposed to record yesterday. Um, but around 2 p.m. yesterday, I lost power. And the way Georgia operates, they just shut your lights off. It can be two drops of rain. They just going to cut it off. And they have been taking their sweet black ass time cutting our lights back on. I've actually had to flee my house. <laughs> I'm actually um, at my line sister's house right now recording. So, um, so I can get this done for y'all. I could have went to my auntie's house and just went to sleep and been cool. But I'm like, nah, I need to get somewhere where I can like record and be good. So... I was yeah. trying to send her to the library. So, shout yeah, out to my sister. But honestly, I don't even know if the library had power because True. the library is by me. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm like, I got it. My mom was like, why are you so pressed to get this podcast? And I was like, mom, I have to get this done. So, this for y'all. Um, yeah, and I still don't have power. So, <laughs> so, I may have power tomorrow. They say my area is supposed to get back power tomorrow. But matters not. Um, yeah, sleep over tonight and uh, I'll be at work tomorrow. And we're going to have our questions on Wednesday. It's going to be We Grown Wednesday, but hopefully we have the same kind of participation. So, yeah. Yeah. Just real quick, in the wake of all the hurricanes, Irma, uh, Harvey, you know, Jose, and that is currently in Katia. In I don't know what happened to Katia. I didn't hear nothing about us. I think she's the, she's the last one. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know what she's doing. No, I know, but Katia was in the Gulf, but I haven't heard anything else. Really? Oh, okay. Well, we're just praying for everyone affected, especially in Florida. We know we have a, a huge following in Florida, especially, you know, in Tallahassee. And mm-hmm. so, you know, a lot of people without power. My younger brother actually had to evacuate Florida. Um, so a lot of people in both Florida and just the whole southeast are without power. So we're praying for you all and, and hoping, you know, this episode and our past episodes have been able to bring you all some, some joy and kind of some relief in what may be a difficult time. But, um, you know, once again, thank you for your support. Man, what a good – real quick, my, um, I was going to call you Molly. I'm so sorry. Melanie. Don't you ever in your life. <laughs> well, she's she's falling for this tall, light-skinned man. Y'all, y'all have – that's The that's tall, light-skinned man that I love belongs to me. <laughs> so <laughs> And he's definitely not married. So don't put that on me, honey. Very true. Uh, but I just wanted to – real quick, what did you think of how, the way the episode was set up in terms of the three different perspectives – over the same 30 days i really liked it i really did because it was more of a like kind of fill in the blanks because like because at first i was confused because i'm like okay i was having some technical difficulties with hbo now so i'm like am i tripping why is it saying lawrence did i skip did i miss something and then it was like okay why did Issa say this okay what happened so you kind of got to fill in the spaces as it went along so i really liked that and see different point of views um so i think that was a brilliant way of setting the episode up I did. I thought I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I know um, my, my lady, she didn't too much care for it, but I, I thought it was dope. And just you see how we the same thing, you know, something will happen to all of us or we're all there. And um, and, you know, it's like but we all react to it differently or all affects us differently. Um, so let's start. Um, first scene is the 30. First, we start with 30 days with Lawrence. And we see that he's running a marathon with his coworkers from Meridian. So Aperna's there. 
young white lady and the heavyset white guy. I think one more person was running with them. And as he's running, he sees Issa and Molly to the side looking at the phone. Right. And initially, I thought he was, like, delusional. Yeah, because they do that a lot on this show. Yeah, I was like, that's that was weird. Um, <laughs> when, and then I know, like, I don't know if he heard her, like, we heard her. When she yeah. was like, oh, he got a beard, that's what's up. So maybe he was like, oh, she's thinking about a nigga or something like that. You know, how insecure yeah. he is. And so he takes off running. Well, he's insecure. He goes faster. Yeah, his the love of his life cheated on him. I mean, but, um, but he's still insecure, so. Um, so, so you know, this episode was moving very fast because it was covering the, you know, same events, three different perspectives. So, you know, we don't even see him finish the marathon. We immediately go to him in the kitchen cooking with a partner at his place three days later. And, and I rose the question, first of all, like, was he cooking like this with Issa? Because, I mean, he cooked that one time they spilled on the couch. People pointed that out to me. But I was like, I don't think it was that extravagant. He was like, we have stuffed salmon in. I'm like, well, I guess well, he, he didn't was... have grocery money like that. Because he probably went to Whole Foods for that stuff. The same place where he met the, the white girls who ran a train on him. So Yeah, I, he, one, he didn't have the money for the ingredients. And then, two, he was depressed. So he probably he wasn't in the mood to cook. But, you know, he did try to cook for her once he you know, was pulling out of his funk. He should have um, cooked for her on her birthday. She was probably looking forward to that. Like, dang, I wish he would make his stuffed salmon for my birthday. And then he forgot. But we're not going to talk about season one stuff. He passed that. My bad. Right. Um, right. So then a partner's like, mm, can I get a piece of that? And she's talking about his genitals. Lawrence. Like, piece of this. In a sexual matter. Like, and uh-huh. meanwhile, I'm gonna be honest. I was. I thought we were gonna see a sex scene between Lawrence. I think and we've seen his booty season. cheeks enough. And no, we've seen droves enough. That too. But we've seen both of their booty cheeks. But I, I, I was hoping to see some of Parna. I booty didn't want to see fake ass Maya naked. I, I, I can speak for a lot of people. We didn't want to see fake ass Maya naked. Like we've got enough. You can speak for a lot of women. I, whatever. It was. I mean, it was enough. We get it. They, they fucking like. We they didn't have to spell it out. But like that was one thing we fill in the blanks on our own. We didn't need to have that spelled out. The condoms or whether or not Candace knows those were yeah. But we know they fucking. We're we're grown. Like that's pretty clear. Um. So then uh, we. Oh wait, they, wait, they were uh, talking. She so was trying to um get him to join the other yeah. team, the other app team, instead of trying to come up something on his own. So. That was an interesting little work conversation. Um, but I, because because he, you know, just real quick on that, because he was saying like, man, it felt really good to lead something. You know, like it got him motivated to like, man, I want to lead again. Let me go ahead and start thinking of another idea to pr- pitch and get in development. And she's like, whoa, slow down, cowboy. Why don't you join another team so you can see how you would do things differently? And at first, he was a little resistant. But he, we find out later he um, he took her advice. Yeah, he did. She was right. And um, some people were like, uh, some people were like, see, you know, he didn't listen to the black, he didn't want to listen to the black woman, Issa, or Lawrence has an issue listening to women, you know, because he was resistant to her at first. And I, I felt like more so Lawrence just, he's just a dreamer. He has big ideas, grandiose ideas. And so he, you know, oftentimes women, at least in this case, the women he was interacting with, they were trying to say, you know, go with something a little more secure and not as, you know, um, you know, just as as uh, dope and as grand. Yeah. I mean, whatever. I don't like him, so 
I mean, they, they were they were solid. I'm saying some of the, and sometimes they were solid solid advice, but he just his mindset is to go big or go home. Um, so anyway, we see Aparna and um, Lawrence at dinner at some little Mexican restaurant. They're talking about work, and she tells him like, "I heard from Colin. You know, it's going really well." He was like, "Oh, you know, what did you hear from Colin?" Since y'all are so close now, Colin is the cat that w- we saw earlier in the season eating crickets that we found out a perner has slept right. with. You know, um, because she's when they was trying to get him to start up right. Saturdays. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's my thing with fake ass Maya because I sat back and I watched all the episodes again. I forgot about that point. I'm like, so she's like a serial office hunter. Office yeah, like you just you just hunt everybody that's new. And I'm like, as soon as they get a new hire, a perner gonna be on that new wave. And I, that that troubles me. It's like it's one thing to hunch one coworker, but it's a hunch too. And it's not like they have a big office because we only see the same 10 employees. So you don't fuck, That's at this startup. point, you don't fuck 20% of the company. Like, damn. So one, I thought, I think that, you know, like I remember that she had slept with another coworker. So I was so surprised that Lawrence kind of was quick to cuff her. I think, you know, part of Kissing it was him not in public. He's and, good for that. He is good for that. And... And them, like, and her giving him, like, the truth about his app, you know, so, like, he kind of, like, confided in her and, like, you know, felt a connection with her. But one thing she says during the dinner is, like, he's like, you two had sex. Like, she was like, oh, he was like, nah, y'all are close. She was like, not even. You know, he was like, but you two had you sex. Know, like, there's, sex li- you mean, literally cannot. Close, right. Right. And I'm like, that's a whole mentality. Oh, that's just somebody well, grown. Well, I mean, you don't have to be close. Like, y'all don't have to be blood you know, <laughs> blood brother and sister and share a soul to have sex with each other. Like some people just have sex. And I mean, I will say this. To, it, to, man, male or female, I, I apologize. In my opinion, that's a whole mentality. It's not. I mean, but. So, I said I my opinion. You already know what I'm finna say. <laughs> Problematic writing. No, but I mean, it, that's true though. Like you don't, I mean, not necessarily. Everyone you have sex with don't have to be your husband. Some people just want to have sex with somebody and that's it. That don't mean y'all besties. Y'all just were sexually attracted to each other. But one thing I will say about a partner, which is going to go into our next point, but she may be a fake ass Maya, but she is a real ass bitch. I'll give that to her. I'll let her have that. Well, I thought I thought that one line about, you know, just like sex is like, like us, us having sex doesn't mean we're close. And how Lawrence was like, that's literally the close, like the, you can get no closer to someone. You know, it, it, to me, it just highlighted his, you know, his mindset. And remember when he was trying to be, you know, this bad boy with the stripper at the end, you know, in the season finale last year. And then, you know, he was trying to do that threesome with the white girls. You know, we are constantly reminded that, you know, Lawrence and, and we can from his material kind of possessions, we can kind of assume that he came from a well to do you know, family, he comes from money, he's used to seeing two people, you know, together for a while, and so in his mind, sex is a thing that you do when you have a connection with Well, someone. he could have fooled me these past couple months, but, I mean, whatever. But but we've seen how he hasn't been made for that life. Yeah, you know, he's not he about that life, hurt. he really isn't, but he's also contradicting himself, because, right. you know, he I could be telling him the same thing. A Barney could flip that, so I'm like, oh, so you're, so you're close with, with Becky and Becky and Kaylee? From Whole Foods, or I mean, who bought your Coronas and played the weekend? Cause so now you're close. So you close to Tasha, who cookout you didn't finish going to, and you haven't heard from him since. I mean, I'm still mourning the fact that we didn't see Tasha again. Like I'm very upset about that. But whatever. <laughs> I mean, what? 
I think we should have um, some closure with that. Maybe she'll come back next season. I'm kind of hoping she does. Like, I feel like she's been um, a pretty big character, even though she wasn't a main character. She was a really big part of the plot. Right, because she, I think she helped. She was in. She was so instrumental in Lawrence coming to a really deep realization about himself and his right. behavior. And you know, since he's making stuff um, right, he need to make stuff right with Tasha too. True. Um. So he, while they're at dinner, he sees Molly and Quinn. And you know he kind of gets upset for a second, but then he, he refocuses and. But I don't understand why he would be like, mad hey, at Molly though. Dessert. Like, I could understand why Molly was mad when oh. she looked at him, but I don't see how he would be mad looking at Molly, or uh, just because she's just a reminder. It of just reminds. Yeah, you know, and and then that's your that's your girl's best best friend. So you know she she been talking smack As about she you. Should. Your girl cheated As on you. you your girl cheated on you. You don't know if you, if her best friend was like, girl, F that dude, cheat on him, he ain't S. You know, you, you don't know what role she I played. I mean, if he was going to be mad then, he wouldn't have came up and spoke to her when she was fake at his job. Like, if he was that mad about it. Think about it. I mean, but, you know, he since has had the altercation with her. And, yeah, and, you know. I mean, I guess. Well, altercation with Issa, you know, where she talking about, you know, I suppose supported your depressed ass and he got more going than you you know so like those words hurt and he may say like is molly feeling like this you know they didn't talk about it whatever. i guess and then you, you know, didn't so, see the picture because molly was in the picture with daniel too so you probably mad at all her friends yeah but then also yeah he was at the dinner and he wasn't acting really stank at the dinner he was more awkward than anything well, he had, a, yeah. Oh, oh man, I'm so glad you brought the dinner. Ah, maybe I should save it for the next episode. I was thinking, like, you know, like we were. Everybody was talking about how tasteless it was of Lawrence to bring Aperna to the dinner, point blank, mm-hmm. period. But maybe he was doing it on some. I'm gonna be hella petty after you brought the nigga you were fucking and cheated on me with to your job fundraiser. Well, she didn't bring him. She didn't invite him. But but he didn't. He doesn't know that. I want to say that she said that in their final like argument. She's like, I didn't know he was going to be there. Remember? I well, I, maybe I I I don't recall that. I want to say she was like, I didn't know he was going to be there. She's like, you you have that nigga in my face, and she's like, I didn't know he'd be there. Remember? I I I I'm I genuinely don't recall. Yeah, like, yeah. I, would I have think to go back I think that was part of the conversation. I want to say. So, yeah. Uh, or I mean, well, I guess another. If you want to use that stance, you could kind of be like him coming to career day. But she hadn't hunched him yet at career day. But he, I don't think he knew about career day. I mean, he didn't have a career to go <laughs> to career day. No, no, no. I'm saying I don't think he knew. Daniel oh, came I to mean, day. I want to say that was part of the conversation too. So, uh. yeah, I don't think. But another point some people made because. First off, I forgot to mention this. Thank you guys so much for answering the questions. Like the Bosch Bombardier questions were Liddy seven thousand last week. Liddy F- phone was freezing and overheating and all of that jazz last week. So that was super lit. We had last Bosch Bombardier was the most successful episode of Bosch Bombardier and our second most popular episode ever. So uh, top three, it's tied. For but top that's three. in a week, so it's definitely gonna be yeah. Oh wow! Think about it, because yeah. the other episode's been there for at least what six, seven months. So, yeah, well, one is our first episode. <laughs> oh, our first episode, and then Greek, and then Bad Bomberman. Huh? Whatever the case may be, um, it was lit. It was yeah. really lit. So, thank you guys so much. So, make sure y'all share and you know, 
give to, give to your friends. Second, I forgot what point I was even trying to make. Um, <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Dang. We were talking about them. Um, how oh, yeah, yeah. A point that people were making was like, even if he didn't know it was a sit-down type party, before you bring anybody with you, you're supposed to check in. Just That's just common courtesy. Like, hey, I got my little god sister with me. That's cool. You know what oh, I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I made that so, point, too. Yeah, he's still raggedy for that. Even if it wasn't on no petty stuff, it was still raggedy. Um, so moving forward, we see uh, oh, so a part, uh, fake so ass Maya. We see Lawrence looking at a plate of cookies walk by, and then he catches Aperna and Colin laughing once again, and he, you know, his face turns to anger, and you know he feels some type of way about this. After that, well, we, we well, go to let's, him, you know, unpack. He's insecure as hell. He's, you know, he's seeing fake ass Maya and Colin just giggling and talking, just usual work banter. I had watched it with the subtitles. They were talking about something so stupid, <laughs> but it was just like, what's so funny, nigga? Like, you know, niggas hate when you laugh at another nigga jokes. I don't understand why. Like, y'all both, like, I don't know. Because, so, because uh, men, it. <laughs> Hold on, I want to unpack that once we get le- like to the last scene of Lawrence little okay. thing. Alright, um, so after this work thing, we see we see Lawrence at his house with now Derek and Chad and, I, and it's my belief that this is kind of the first time or like one of a very few times that Chad and Derek interact with each that other. That is true. Um, and they're helping Lawrence mount mm-hmm. his TV. He bought like this sixty some inch screen, you know, flat screen. They're helping him. He was like, "Yo," and and they're you know, and they're saying like, "Congrats to Derek." Well, Chad says, "Congrats to Derek." That's big. And but we still don't really know what he's congratulating him for, right? And Lawrence is like, "Yo, can y'all use two hands, my nigga? You know, don't break my TV." And then Chad pettily goes <laughs> and puts his hand on the top. I love Chad. He's the best. Chad's my favorite. And so, um, so once they get the TV mounted, uh, they have a few brews and sit down and watch Due North. Um, Derek just tells us, you know, hey, yeah, oh, you know, this is Tiffany's show. Like, she she over at Issa's watching it. Um, and then he asks her, he, he, like, solicits their advice about Aperna. Oh, no, Chad asks about Jasmine. He's like, how's Jasmine? He's like, her name is Aperna, Aperna. Now, the funny and thing is. I thought it was is, funny because oh, go ahead. Aladdin. Oh, I've immediately made that connection, like Jasmine from Aladdin, which is like slightly racist but hilarious. And then Neil retweeted it when I said it, so that kind of like confirmed it. Oh, uh, I thought well, Jazz. I thought they wrote it in in part because Jasmine is actually her real name. That oh, is his real name. Yeah. Oh well, whatever. Um, I guess. <laughs> and so he's like, you know, she's cool. I just got to work with her ex. And they're like, wait, you got to work with her ex? And he's like, yeah, you know, it's not a big deal. But they be kicking at work. And, you know, as your boys will do, nah, nigga, you got to shut that down. You can't be out here letting these hoes play you for stupid. Right. Especially given his last situation where Issa, you know, f- you know, cheated on him with some dude that was from her past and, you know, had him out here looking stupid. True point. Very true. And so, and so, you know, it's always just funny when the guys get together. Um, Derek is talking about how, guys. like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, man, you know, Tiffany, She there was this dude at Tiffany's job, Fred, Fred and I had a talk, and Fred ain't there no more, you know, like, you know, his little light-skinned Derek laying the law down for his wife. Like, if you don't get um, your S-curl side part on, ain't nobody scared of you. And, 
and Chad goes, you know, like women don't need I, women don't need male friends. It's just extra dick around for no reason. And I totally agree with Chad. <laughs> Chad is Chad is my spirit animal, dog. Chad be telling the truth. Y'all can be trash together. We're, is that is that so we can't have male friends because just be extra dick around? I don't. Well, I, I mean. think I will dive into like I said. We're gonna dive into a little more this next scene. Um where we see Lawrence and Aperna on a date night in his his car, uh stuck in tra it's stuck in They're LA in tra- traffic. Right. Um she's laughing at her phone. Lawrence accuses her of text uh, you know, oh, what Colin text you or like make some sly remark that he didn't really want her to hear, but he said it. And she's like, Wait, what? Yeah, Colin must be funny. Like what? And she's like, you know, it's my sister. My niece put a plate of syrup on her head and called it a hat. That's what I'm laughing at. She's like, it's not funny, it's cute. I was like, she might be a real bitch. She gives like a real Alicia Keys, like low-key bull dagger vibe. <laughs> a little bit. Somebody and the, them questions, somebody was like, a partner is a lesbian. Mark my words. And I was like, I th- I'm not even going to lie. Like it. when we first met her, how she dressed, it was like, she she got a, it was like, dang, she she got a body under there, but she don't be rocking Big-ass it might right. have licked some coochie before. But, uh, I believe it. And, and then, uh, but when we saw her, like, on the counter sitting there, I'm like, that's, like, the most feminine we had really ever seen mm-hmm. her. So she kind of came out of it. But, you know, you called him and a partner getting together a long time ago. You you peeped. I think I called it, like, when he didn't go to Tasha's reunion. Mm-hmm. Um, and we called something else an episode or two ago. We'll we'll get to that at the end. But, um, you know, he she basically was like, yo, like, you're wild. And, like, he was like, no, I don't I don't like liars. I don't want to be out here looking stupid. And here go a partner like, no, you making yourself look stupid. You got to deal with your shit. He like, I ain't got no shit to deal with. And Issa calls him. And she's she like, like there go your pile of shit right there. I said, okay. And that's what I'm saying. She may be a fake ass Maya, but she a real ass bitch. She saw the red she, sign. She's like, no, thank you. I'm good. I'll catch little, Uber. She hopped her little ass out the car. She now, got her Indian ass up out that car. And now, I'm a, as a man, you know, I'm I'm Lawrence Hive all day, Ugh. you know. So him being insecure about the Colin thing, like I said, I get it. You know, given like his last his relationship with Issa, and I, I agree with everybody. It's it, it is toxic to just be. I hate some passive aggressive stuff. You know, it's just childish. Even though I do it from time to time, so I I you know I hate it, but I gotta I and I have to fight that spirit in me. You know, so I try to be better. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, Lawrence, instead of being passive aggressive, you know, I don't but I don't know if him and a partner's relationship was kind of on this level. Like, yo, my fault about the whole jealousy thing. You know, my ex just cheated on me and it's clearly it's still fucking with me. I'm going to try to chill. But, you know, like, just just give me some time. You know, I don't know if they could have. I don't know if they were at a place in that relationship or whatever they were doing where they. But I'm sure she knows enough to. But it's like I know your situation, but don't put that shit on me because I'm not her. But and that's why I'm saying like they weren't close enough. She didn't like they weren't deep enough in love where you would say like you know what, I get it. We gonna we gonna heal past that. We gonna get past that because you know one I'm not gonna be dealing with this. But two, I don't this you know I don't think this is enough for me to just drop this right now. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so you know the other thing I want to talk about is you know just what you, 
women was like, ooh, you know, women all on the time, like, ooh, I hate a jealous dude. Ooh, that's so nasty. That's so ugly. Uh, but I know for, I, but then I have to ask women, you know, because from personal experience myself and then, you know, the men, you know, my LBs, frats, and, you know, other Morehouse cats and other cats that I just know from, you know, since middle school to to now, you know, our women talk about how, you know, they hate to see a jealous dude. But yet a woman will come, your girl will come back and report to you like, you know, yeah, I was, you know, I was out today and like, you know, three dudes try to hit on me, da, 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 da. It's like, what, wh- wh- why are you telling, do you want it's me to? It's not for you to be jealous, it's for you to be aware. Like, niggas want me, nigga. Step your shit up. Because I'm fine as fuck. But you, but to me, that's, that's child, that, like, that's, that's, you want me, you want to enact some jealousy in me. Like, what? You know, they was hollering at you. Where was you at? What, you you know, like, what? You my girl. I mean, you're not going to go, you know, to the location and wait for them niggas to walk by again and beat them up. Like, that's not realistic. But just, it's just to put you on notice, like, hey, I can do better. Like, I don't know. Just thinking of a woman. And and I'm not trying to ruin your day, but I'm just trying to remind you what you have because some niggas get comfortable. So I'm just trying to, like, hey, niggas talk to me. I don't know. I'm just childish. Not to, I didn't say it wasn't. Okay. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, let's let's talk about you know women laughing at men's men's jokes. You know, it is something that bothers many men. You know, yeah. especially if you like, if you have a d- don't let no man give you no good hearty laugh. Like what you trying to get pregnant by, dude? Like what you doing? I mean, like I said, I felt like we talked about this in the friends episode. I laugh at everything, so. Like, you can't really be, like, I'm going to laugh at everything. I'm goofy. That's what I do. So you can't really take it too personal if I'm laughing at another man's joke. Like, get over yourself. But uh, but here's the thing. Like, women will, you know, have a fit when, like, you know, you as a man, you may crack a joke and you be like, why was why was homegirl laughing so much? It wasn't that funny. You know, why you why you, I mean, why you turning to, uh, you know, uh, why you turning to Kevin Hart when, when we get in front of It's people? different than, like, laughing. Like, oh, my God. God, Lawrence, you're so funny. Like, I'm laughing so hard because you're so... Like, okay, bitch, just laugh and get your LOLs and go, bro. No, women be like, why you turning Kevin Hart when she around? Nah, which it what? Why you so goddamn funny now? You know? It's, yeah. It's, laughing at a man's joke is a very intimate act. It's one thing. It's like, you can just, just laugh. Like, you ain't got to have a whole, you know, narration to your lap oh my god you're so funny and I'm, i just you should go on tour because you're so funny i would buy tickets i'd be in front row and i'll get back to the stage passes and you're just so funny and i'm like okay bitch like it doesn't have to be all of that just laugh but i mean what if, what if she so just what laugh. if she has a good hearty laugh just see you always overdoing it just a, <laughs> you, you stupid i stop you stupid that's a laugh like, like I said, I'm a laugher, so I can't even be mad. Like, if it's a hearty laugh, like, yeah, my nigga funny. That's why I'm with him. <laughs> laugh. I'm gonna be mad if you don't laugh. And then, but like, when when a laugh my nigga joke, bitch. When when a woman <laughs> when your woman laughs at another man's joke, what you're communicating is that this man can command your attention, and that arises a little jealousy in some men. That's that's just uh, this just if that's gonna make you that mad. You're insecure. You need to be single anyway. Y'all say that, Boom. but it, like. It, it's not like we're going to like, ah, I got to beat you. Like, I was just like, why are you, why are you giving this man so much? Cause I think women underestimate men sometimes. Mm, I guess. Like women really think like, no, he's really like a friend. Like he only like really wants to be my friend. 
sister the moment you you underhand toss him that box he's going to catch it <laughs> he's going to run it in the end zone he's going to secure you know he's he's going to you know i mean niggas <laughs> think like that whether you laugh at their jokes or not so because they're creeps no i'm i'm saying women think that men really want to be friends and so laughing at their jokes like oh it's an innocent thing it's like no you you give no this- i understand that i'm saying like they gone you you say hello and god bless you to a nigga at these knees and he's like yeah i'm in there like, <laughs> i'm gonna hit that like no nigga you're not like Just, I'm, i have manners or you were funny I'm like you said knock knock nigga mess up and then i'm gonna be there Right, it don't take it don't take much for niggas to try to find that little loophole into your vagina. Like, no, it's not. <laughs> it's it's it don't take jokes. Like, that's not the only thing. Male friends, like Chad said, just extra dick around for no reason. See, and this is where I feel like that's why you're trying to dwell on this because it's your personal feelings, and I just can't. I, no. okay. So next, we're moving on. So wait, wait, wait. <laughs> next, a question to ask you. I thought. Uh... What we haven't gone to the next um Okay, real quick, how do you feel about your significant other being friends with the next? Yeah. I mean I mean I'm cool with the people that I used to talk to a handful, but I'm not like, Hey, how is your Wednesday going? Like, no. I just you know, we cool. I'm not gonna talk to you like normally, but you know, oh happy birthday. Oh, look at you. You I mean, got your master's degree or something like that. But it's like it ain't gotta be friends like we ain't got to be besties like oh my god look who i'm with it's not gonna be all of that we got to be cool what okay all right let's move forward we're gonna move on to but what, what was your question because i feel like you was gonna keep on trying to no 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 i was well, nigga how you feel about your your significant other being friends with an ex dead that dead like like there's no reason for you but friends. i don't have exes and neither that's my boyfriend so we don't have that kind of problem and- and I say, like, there's no reason for y'all to be friends because at the same time, like, I would never, like, come to my woman and be like, I'm going to be friends with my ex. Because I think, you know, it's just like the fact that y'all have history and y'all have y'all had an intimate connection. I wouldn't even want to introduce that insecurity into my relationship or, or you know, and put that on my woman. Mm-hmm. You know, so I just would ask for the same thing in return. You know, it's like. Yeah, I mean, like I said, we not friends friends we could be cool like i'm not gonna continue the i'm not gonna be i'm not gonna block every ex just because i'm in a new relationship it's like you know hey cool what's up Tight. here's my like, but that's my thing like i will i will remain cordial with an ex in public there's right. no but there's no need for communication outside of like we both at home coming and walk past each other if if we acknowledge each other then that's my thing mm-hmm. I, I feel like the out of respect for my girl like that's you know that's that's what you do like I, and i would ask for the same some people feel differently some people are like well no like no nah, we friends now we cool it's like but why would you know like this is a person like you had you know you had sex with like you had dreams of accomplishing stuff with like why would you know in some cases what and like i said i don't have that kind of i don't have exes like that and either that's my boyfriend so we don't so i really wouldn't know like oh my so if i if if me and my boyfriend broke up and then i had a new boyfriend then it would be like i can't really talk to him like that because yeah so um okay so are we yeah we're moving on to molly we're back at no 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 but well you know Issa calls him and then it fades and then you just see him walking into the dunes and like walking in the door and then it cuts real quick when we see him walking into the dunes we see this these two white men um heading towards the pool you know just once again you know 
just a droplets of gentrification. Yeah, insecure letting us know like this area is being gentrified like a mug. We didn't talk about that at the beginning. Maybe we'll talk about it when we get to Issa, but oh yeah, yeah. The intro to the episode was her, right? Yeah, it was her My tripping? walking. She yeah. was getting some froyo, which we learned in the last episode used to be a Popeyes. Mm-hmm. And she was walking down the street, and this woman was like, "You know, here's a coupon for some cold brew coffee." You know, she was like, "Just everything is super white. Everything's under construction." Yeah, that's why I thought my thing was messing up because I'm like, I just was seeing Issa. What are we talking about, Lawrence? Oh, for? So yeah, yeah. So just is basically showing they're calling it I Wood now yeah. instead of Inglewood. So just showing how they re- how they gentrify Inglewood, and when they gentrify things, they rebrand it. They change the name. Right, right. So, so it sounded less black and less intimidating. Yeah, what? Well, yeah, they try to take away what was so black, you know. Here's we're in Iwood, you know. Someone was one of my LBs in New York was like, yeah, like insert, you know, when I go out with my coworkers, they call you know certain parts of Harlem Soha, <laughs> as in Southern Harlem. That is ridiculous. You know, just all this rebranding going on, and you know, my other LB had a funny joke. Anytime they throw historic in front of your community's name, just know some white people about to come running with their dogs. That too, and it's like they call it historic because they can't tear it all down. <laughs> They'll just put a median in the street and put a, a you know, a whole food. Well, they, they try to give it this lore of like not violence, but it's historic, you know. And <laughs> niggers have been getting killed here for centuries, right? But well, before the niggers messed it up, it was really nice, <laughs> right? Which is ridiculous. That's what they did oh. to Coconut Grove, like historic Coconut Grove. And some stuff See? they can't, you know, tear down because it's historic. So they kind of right. like build around it or, you know, rebrand. So, yeah. okay. So Molly. Molly. Our girl Molly. So we see Molly at the, uh, once again, so now we're seeing, you know, it's kind of all starting at the marathon. We see Molly with Issa at the marathon to support Kelly. We find out Kelly's running. And. Um, that she's been training for months and they had no idea. <laughs> yep. And that, and so from there, we is once again moving very fast. We well, see no, that. Well, no, then we have to talk about Derek and um, Derek and Tiffany walking up all late, and like we have a good reason. So they're like dropping the little breadcrumbs okay. of why they were. She's like, we have a good reason to be late. Being actually, they're like, oh well, Kelly just texted us and said she's at the finish line. They're like, dang, she finished already. <laughs> she got Kenyon in there, <laughs> right? She got Kenyon. <laughs> and then we cut to the um, black law firm. Yep, where um. Molly is now on an interview like we kind of learned last time she was going to take some interviews with some law firms you know you know once again dealing with that um pay discrepancy at her job and and them kind of like shutting down her first attempt to ask for a raise you know now she's like I'm gonna go get some offers and then bring them back to them but she goes we see her on this interview with this black law firm they say hey Molly you know on paper we were impressed with you but you know having you here you know we love you. You know, you look great. And um, after that, we see her at dinner with Quentin at the Mexican spot that she that Lawrence saw her at. Right. So we see from her perspective and she sees him. And, and oh, no. Well, first she's with Quentin and they're just talking and she's saying how she got the offer yeah. and how she's just going to pile up offers and present them to the, um, the partners. And then she sees Lawrence and got the attitude and, and he was like, what's wrong with you? And then he was like, Quentin was like, oh, you know. Oh, you see a guy that you used to know. I'm surprised. Uh, what were you saying? Something like. So Molly was like, oh, no, I just saw someone I used to know. He was like, well, you know, no wonder everybody in here checking you out. You're the most beautiful woman in here. Right. You know, really laying his 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 Mac down on it. Like, you know, Molly, you're amazing. You you are a goddess. You know, laying some real shea butter. You lame know. nigga game. Oh, but, my God. <laughs> yeah. Got that lame game. And, 
and she goes, um, and he's like, you know, you know, hey, man, I really appreciate you taking me out. You know, next time you're in Chicago, take one of those nights off, and I'm going to take you out to dinner. And she goes, ah, well, gotta, gotta I got to eat. You know, thanks, homie. And, like, like kind of. She said homie, like, so hard. It's like, you have to, yeah. you have to do it that hard, sis. Like, we, we. And, you know. It's real, though, because sometimes you got to drop them hints when you don't really want to like, all right, buddy, bro yeah. brethren, you got to kind of, no, nigga, you got to kind of slide it in there. But but it's Molly, though, because she ain't shit. And so um, ne- so next scene is Molly is back at her therapist, uh, and she's discussing Quentin, how, and she's telling, and she's, like, telling the therapist how, like, I only see him as a homie. And so the therapist's like, well, why unpack that? Like, why? You know, he's just not my type. He just doesn't seem like the type of guy I should be with. And, like, they addressed that earlier this season. Like, Molly really lives in, like, how my life should be. And she's like, you know, Molly, don't live so much in the should, but think about what could be. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, I swear I've never seen that before. But it kind of, she's like, I swear I never said that before because it kind of flowed, like, real rehearsed. But she's like, it's it was on some real uh, Johnny Cochran, you know, if the glove right, doesn't fit, you must right. quit. You know, like, girl, you just say this to every black woman that come in here having man problems. Who say but, shit um, But yeah, uh, I thought it was good, but then everything that she just paid this therapist for, <laughs> drove light-skinned ass Texas, I miss you. Mm. Right, he probably sent four more of them hoes out to other bitches. Just because he just... Mm. Pulling up from deep like Steph Curry. Just... just <sighs> But I'm not going to talk shit about Drew because I have some new um, findings this past week, some new developments in my um, in my Drew case. And uh, this nigga's 6'8", so <laughs> you get I get it. it. I, I can't even be mad at Molly fully no more because that nigga's 6'8". How many 6'8 niggas you know? There's plenty Drew to go around. That nigga's 6'8". Look, I can take three foot, four inches of him. You could take three, three, four inches of him, Candace. We can share. We can rotate. Is that that's why he's in an open marriage? He's like, baby, I'm six eight. Cause there's plenty of that nigga. I'm six eight. I could look. It's <laughs> L A. is big enough for the both of us. <laughs> for everybody to have me, nigga. I'm six eight. That nigga six eight. I, I don't know if I said it enough. Is he? Is that his job? Is he six eight for his job? Like the character? Cause we still don't know what he does for a living. So I think he might just be six eight for a living because it would pay my bills. Oh. Shit. I'll pay him. Excuse me, sir. You six eight. Here is four hundred dollars for the day. You get whatever you want. Drink your milk and all your vitamins and shit. But that nigga is six eight, bro. Do you know anybody that's six foot eight? Uh, the tallest I know is like a six six. Well, the nigga ain't six eight, and that nigga six eight. Like he don't even look six eight. Is everybody else on the show just tall as fuck? Because I couldn't. Actually, I know a cat six ten. No, you don't. You just you just made it up. I don't believe you. No, no, no. The my my younger brother's L, uh, tail. <laughs> I don't believe it. I don't believe that nigga six. I'll send you. I'll send you the picture. But I was reading the Essence article and it said this six eight heart throb. I said, excuse me, <laughs> six eight. You had to get a little. You had to wipe the drool off your face. Oh, oh six eight with with hair like that. Fuck. Yeah, I just I didn't know. So now that I know that he's six eight, all my questions about Drew have been answered. Is he fine? Yes, that nigga six eight. Um, should Molly be fucking him? Yes, that nigga six eight. So like, I just you got it, Molly. I mean, you still dumb, but he's six eight, so I can't be all the way mad. And like, how tall is the cast for me not to notice how that he was six eight? So it makes sense for Sterling to have been like Lawrence is pretty tall. Yeah, Lawrence is like six four. 
So I guess so. He and he made Lawrence look short. I guess, and that's why I started like, oh, he's really tall. And she was like, really, I didn't notice. You notice when somebody's six eight. Mm. And I was doing yeah. some research, and he like is a... Panamanian, and he has a brother who is fine. He ain't six eight, but his brother fine too. Anyway. Uh, so anyway, we see Quinn and Molly working late in Chicago. Uh, Molly's explaining something how they can win the case or something. They try to celebrate. um, And he says, I think we need some incentive, which I I thought was, like, the wrong word. I guess, like... Because incentive would, like, like say, like, all right, we're going to do a little more work, then we're going to have this drink. But then he basically pulls out some Hennessy and two glasses, and they... And I thought that was so niggerish because it's, like... (laughs) Like, don't niggas usually have, like... Not niggas, but, like, people who have alcohol in the office have, like, scotch or something. Like, you got hen in the office. Like, and half a bottle of hen, too. So you've been drinking it. Oh, you know what? You just made me realize what's even more niggerish about it. He just had the bottle of Hennessy. Like, most people have... uh, I forget what it's called. But where you put the scotch in a separate glass holder. You put the scotch in, like, a glass bottle yeah to pour like no he got the whole bottle like straight from the liquor store this nigga just has a regular bottle of like that nigga stole it from the section and put it in his pocket and took it home with him and then put it in his office like that's so niggerish like that is the blackest thing like don't nobody say that when they come in his office like oh quentin you have the hint like nigga put it in the shit i don't know what it's called but put it in you stress quentin contain it <laughs> yes i'm stressing that's a whole and it wasn't even full that's what i'm saying like it was a half <laughs> bottle so you just drinking Hennessy straight in the middle of the day? It came from the day party he went to last week. <laughs> like, that was just so black. But yeah, they start drinking the Hennessy straight. They start talking about family. And he was like, so is everybody in the Carter family so successful? And she was like, my brother's 26 and he doesn't know how to drive. And my older brother is married to a stripper. Which she shouldn't. <laughs> as much as she out here home, she shouldn't be shaming no nobody. At least she getting paid for having her pussy out. Who said, who said that stripper ain't getting no, paid? No, I'm saying at least... Um, the oh, the stripper was getting, getting paid. paid, and then he was saying like, his sister uh, sells flat tummy tea on uh, on Instagram. Instagram, yeah. But I mean, if you selling um, flat tummy tea, that's not your only hustle. But it's clearly something about you made them want to reach out to you to sell flat tummy tea. So she got to at least be selling like the little drawstring bras or like waist trainers or like. And she's got to be cute. She's got you know. So, so like, she's probably a model. Probably got some shoots. Might be like a bottle girl or something. She might have. And she might sitting, rap. And you sitting here with this pastor body. And being a lawyer. She gonna need you, though, at some point. You know? Right. Or, yeah. Well, you should be getting some flat tummy tea to get the pastor body and, you know, take care of. That's hilarious. But, um, they t- literally take one, one, the fact that they were drinking it straight and it had so much, I was like, oh, oh, I can't do that. <laughs> not at all yeah like they were drinking not like duty. a lot like i would need like some coke on the side or just a whole bunch of right when it wasn't no shot it was like uh they just put a little sw- squiggly oh. straw in that thing and just went to work i'm like oh no nah. <laughs> being a lawyer must be hard because they was drinking that like capri suns no right. wonder and that's why the bottle was half empty that part and that's why everything just went so fast afterwards because they started talking and then they put a cup down with the glass down. Well, Molly, well, Molly did. Yeah. Molly grabbed. She's like, and I, you I know watched what? it again. Get- like I, I like watching the episodes twice, and I put on closed captions so I could read, and make sure I didn't miss anything. And the way it happened, I was just like, Molly, sis. And like, first off, kudos for giving him a chance. But there are so many other ways of giving him a chance that didn't involve giving him the pussy. 
Like you gotta Man, crawl what? before you walk with chances with niggas. Like let him eat you out. See what he working with. Get a little maybe you know well finger action or something like just see what because you because you hop right into it you don't get to see like how he groove and then i can tell by the way his pants went down i was like oh this ain't gonna be good <laughs> he just he well, kind of like I mean, it, it happened fast he didn't get a chance to prepare but like he wasn't ready i wasn't ready molly clearly was ready but like nobody was ready for that in the office though his his face was like oh, oh so we doing this like this is really this happening you can tell he ain't never had yeah. no bad bitch with before like you could tell like he ain't never had it. He was just so like, oh, oh okay, oh, oh, like before she changed her mind. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> right, like before she come to before the anywhere off. Right. Let me go ahead. Like no, sir. I could tell. I'm like, oh, this ain't going well. This ain't gonna be it. But I'm like, that, Molly need. It could have worked. Her therapist. It just. What are you saying? I was gonna say her therapist should have clarified. Like giving him a chance did not. A chance does not equal pussy, Molly. But that's how Molly thinks. That's what she. You know, she like a dude. She thinks with her vagina. Like she makes all her decisions we, with her we labia. Need to send, we need to send Molly a copy of uh, Devon Franklin and Megan uh, Franklin's book, The Weight. Nah, that ain't gonna work. <laughs> That's gonna end up being a coaster. <laughs> That's gonna be on that bookshelf she had the white man put together, and she's never gonna read it. You know, Tiffany bought me this book, The Weight, and I ain't, I ain't even gonna read it. Well, Tiffany went way in. We're gonna get into Tiffany later, but yeah, I just knew Quentin. It just it just didn't look, and then she was doing most of the work, so you couldn't even see how exactly. And then how much sex could you really have on a work couch? I don't know. His his couch was right by the door. It was just too much. It was too much happening. I mean, they were working late, so the assumption was like no one was gonna bother them. Uh, you, I know. Um, you, you work on a couch, but he just wasn't in. Uh, what's her name from uh, Family Guy? Consuela. <laughs> she was probably dead. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Yes. Quentin having sex with Miss Molly. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just the sex just didn't look. I just it didn't have to happen. Like you didn't have to have sex with him right there. Like that's it could have been. You could have just let him take you to. You could have took him to dinner like he asked you to. You didn't have to fuck him. Yeah, they could. They could. That's the. Mm, we she need to pay us. She don't be. She don't take the time to make deep emotional connections with people. Which is why, like, the thing with Dro was so great because they had a long friendship and stuff. Mm-hmm. That they was- actually had a relationship because they known each other their whole lives. Yeah. Like, she she does this every time. She did it with Jared. She did it with Chris, Jadena, or whatever. She did this. Like, it's a thing. And I, again, she could have just went to Cheesecake, got her some of that brown bread, put some butter on it, had some conversations with this nigga, got her some, you know, chicken Louisiana pasta. And talk to this nigga instead of fucking him with some Hennessy in the office. Like it, it could have been so many different ways they could have done this. Well, uh, I think we dissected this this troublesome scene enough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just the way he pulled the pants down. Did you see it? Just watch it again. When you see it, you're gonna be like, oh yeah. Low no. key, I know what you're talking. He wasn't about, really. And, have and then his face was like, oh my god, oh my god. I'm just like, oh, he's not to get me the pussy. He probably hadn't had none in a while. Not some good, like, quality, bad bitch poon in a minute. Uh, okay, he, so. <laughs> he had some cursed lady pussy last. He probably had some pastor, right? He had some pastor pussy last time. Sister. And not not even mega church pastor pussy, like, <laughs> regular church, like, school cafeteria building fund pastor pussy. Oh, God. <laughs> Okay. okay, so Dude so, North finale eases out. Mm-hmm. So they're talking about, you know, where it's going with Quinn. And they was like, oh, you know. Oh, yes. Yeah, so she was showing, 
Issa quitting when they were at the no, that, marathon. That, that that's comes, when she was. That comes later. Are you sure? No, no, no. Because she was like, uh, pick, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was like, pick, please. And she's like, oh, that's what's up. He got a beard. So she was like, you know, she was saying that he wasn't her type. So they were talking about him. And then Issa was like, so you basically saying the dick was me. And she's yeah. like, uh, it wasn't me, but, you know, he makes me laugh. I was like, but, like, if it was, if it was Joe level, she would have been like, well, fuck Joe and his married ass. You know? So, clearly wasn't that but what powerful. If, so, question. What if mm-hmm. what if the dick was just average, but he would have came with some fire head? That's usually what happens with mediocre dick, so I've heard. But she wouldn't know that because she went straight for the dick. Like I said, baby steps. Find out about the head first. Okay, head's cool. All right, we can go to the next step. Okay, dick. Yeah, it's not that great, but I know the head's good, so it kind of even. But she, but Molly wanted to fuck first, so you know she can't even get that that luxury. But you know what? Because Molly's not a fan of giving fellatio, she knows that like if she receives it, she's putting herself in a position where it may be expected. But with a nigga like Quentin, he'll give out some free hair. <laughs> Listen, I'm telling you, he let me eat you out. He'll ask you to do it. <laughs> Look, I I've heard things, okay? Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, okay. So they discuss her job offers after Quinn. And they're basically talking about the differences of being in a black workplace and then being in a white workplace and then, you know, Kelly being hilarious but still being right at the same time. Just talking about black people being too invasive and like invite you to church wanna and com- shit. Wanna compare your potato salad. <laughs> Right, like, what was she saying? Damn, what was the name she made? Damn, Therese. <laughs> Stop trying to baptize me at work. Because <laughs> every black person knows somebody named Therese, though. That's the funny part. And then, she put away they're talking about working with white people. She said, like, you know, yes, I'm eating watermelon. It's hot. <laughs> and then she was just saying, you gotta explain your outfits and make them feel comfortable around you, which is so true. Like, it, it's hard doing both you know you got to have a nice little mix of black and white at work honestly um you only black person it's like uh but if you if you the same black person as everybody else then it's like uh so either way you're gonna be uh, at work there's no perfect work situation there's a formula for be perfect but that's not common um um they discuss how well no so kelly gets a call from tiffany talking about you know she not here she not coming or she but she still want to be in the mix or something um. So here's the gotcha. Okay, so Tiffany's pregnant. We know this. If you listen to it, still, you know that. But they announced that at the at the marathon, and Derek was like, "Oh, Tiffany's at Issa's watching." But Tiffany don't show up at Issa's. Hold and on, we, hold on. You know, I think we should unpack that later. Okay, we can. Okay, we can. We'll table it. We'll table. But Tiffany doesn't come. They were like, "Oh, she already being an um." annoying and pregnant already which is like that's why i'm like this bitch pregnant Ugh, she's gonna be so extra so uh, extra so after like we find you know tiffany doesn't show or whatever um we see molly sitting with her partners and they tell her that you know the la law community is very small and they heard that she's been interviewing and she's very valuable to the firm and they don't want to lose her and they give her this cheap 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 certificate called the rising star award and it's given to people who you know uh the firm believes has a strong you know has a bright future in uh the legal profession and her picture will be featured on their website permanently something they had the intern type of (laughs) hey um isabella could you go in word 
and get one of the certificate um, templates and then type this text right. and make it look really nice. Like, don't try me. Like, this is a piece of paper. You know they made it up because if you have this regular award, why isn't there like an award ceremony at the end of the year? Where right, like, no dinner, some some cloth napkin. I get a, a, a certificate, a paper. In a manila folder. You what? y'all get mad. Because you don't want you don't want other people to see that y'all had made up some BS award for me, right? Permanently, don't nobody look on a website, especially <laughs> not people who work there. Like, thanks. Like, no, I hope she leave. Trash. So, my assumption was after this, the decision was made for her that she was going to go work with the black people. But you think she may go take some more interviews? Um. Well, yeah, that wasn't her only interview. So okay, she said she was making her rounds. I'm. Sh- I hope that she goes somewhere else so with the money or well she ain't going to chicago now with the pastor dick so <laughs> um yeah so um the next scene yep we have we see molly in bed after sex with a condom wrapper mm-hmm. on the nightstand but what i did notice it was a magnum condom wrapper so <laughs> six eight um <laughs> so yeah and then uh Issa calls and she's like oh shit what happened so she gets up and then, yeah, and then, then we go to Issa's 30 days. So let's unpack Molly real quick. Okay. Um, The Quentin thing, it didn't have to happen like that. We already discussed that. Yeah. But with her whole job situation, I just feel like they playing her like, you know, they do, which is crazy. It was, I, I don't know. I mean, I... I guess I haven't been in the workforce long enough to like same be in a same. position where you're like clearly deserving of something and you're trying people, to climb the ladder and all that stuff. Yeah. And these people just bend over backwards to give you everything but what you deserve. Mm-hmm. You know they 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 don't you know the first time they're like you know well we'll keep this for your yearly review. The next time they find out you taking interviews with people, now they make it they have some intern print up a certificate. You don't even get a plaque. It's just it's a mess. I pray to God she leaves. I pray that wherever she goes, that she is, you know, she um, she is very successful. One thing I wanted, I'm curious is, you know, if she will stay because, you know, one thing like she t- keeps talking about like her, like when people, when Quinn has suggested she leave before, she was like, um, you know, but I just put in so much time here. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I question if she being a, like, is this a big firm that you know is a part of her successful um, to be persona? Able to say she works at, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I mean that's you know we know how Molly is and how she you know all her shoulds. I should be working at a top firm and all that stuff. So she, I think, like oh, Mean Girl, she's rather be in plastics, hating life than to not be in at all. So maybe that was the case. Um, and then. With her relationship with Dro, everything in Molly's life is just a mess right now, but so is everybody in the show. But, um, you know, she's not really good with relationships, and you think that, you know, her thing with Dro is like, because she's not good with relationships, and it's better than being lonely. You think, like, dang, I know he ain't shit, but I can roll over and have a warm spot. It's a warm body to hug on in my bed. You think, I mean... Are we going to do this now or are we going to? We can. We can do this now. We can okay. do it now. So uh, what we find out later at the end of the episode is that. Oh, uh, you don't want that. But I'm just, I'm just saying period with the okay. I miss you text. I'm, oh. I mean, that, just the juggling of the, I miss you still messing with Quentin or 
the mystery condom on the nightstand. Like all well, of I feel like Molly probably, and the fact that she was back in therapy, I felt like she made an honest effort to move on. Now, I, fu- I fully believe that she did not disclose to her therapist the drug About situation. Because, you know, her therapist would have read her rights. Yeah, and I think that would have been worth a scene on screen. Um, I think I, I think Molly is still messed up from her parents' thing. You know, and from and like and that's even, another thing. Did she talk to her therapist about that? Because I feel like that would be very worth talking to her therapist about. Like, very you true. can talk about Quentin. That's that's small. She need to be talking about her parents thing. That's what really needs to be unpacked. She, yeah. you know, Quentin is a carry on, but <laughs> that's her. That, I, that parent situation. That's an overweight bag that needs to be unpacked. Yeah, because I, I I think she's still making some decisions off of the still being kind of knocked off her square about that. And mm-hmm. even her mother's answer, I don't know if it was, I think it was good enough momentarily. But I think ultimately it, it lands her back in a position that we feel is is, is detrimental for her in the long run. Mm-hmm. Talking about he made me feel more special than he hurt me. And then she probably related that to Droz. Like he makes me feel special. He makes me more special than he reminds me that he's married. Like <laughs> some dumb shit. Yeah. And and then I think, you know, I try to do like the little Venn diagram of Dro and Quentin. And then, you know, it just comes with niggas, period. Or when Like the good guy and the nigga, you know, ain't no good. But the the surefire sign is, does that nigga take you out? Does he take you out? Does he want to take you out? Does he make a conscious effort to take you out? Because think about it. He's been saying, Quentin been saying, let me take you out. Take me out. Let's go to dinner. Let's do this. Let's do that. Let's go, you know, enjoy each other's company. The only time we've seen Dro and Molly in public is when they went to see the Lakers game together. And he ordered some fries and they ate half them bitches. <laughs> like, ate, them ate them all, for real, for real. Yeah, and then ate the crispy ones, which is the utmost form of disrespect. Like, he don't give a fuck about you. He don't want to be seen. He wants y'all to look like friends. He ate the fries before you came, so it didn't look like a date. He don't want to be seen in public with you because, one, he got a wife. And, two, he just don't give a fuck. Because if a nigga really got a wife and really want to be with you, he don't care. Look at... um. Ghost and Angela. <laughs> they was in Cuba. Looking married. Miami. Mrs. St. Patrick. Robe and shit. So, whatever. Alright, let's 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 move forward to the meat and potatoes of the episode. <sighs> I'm not ready for this. We already out in. We gonna be a while. But we, we owe y'all a good hearty episode. So, yeah. let's do it. So, um, we we see Kelly um, didn't finish the marathon. Because <laughs> she um, had her all white. They mentioned she had her all white. And she got her fucking period. And I she got her period yelled. mile nine of the race. Not like before the race where she could have like made some adjustments, but in the midst of the race at mile nine, she got it. But my thing is, sis, you feel your period coming. She, and, she and, but if you knew your beforehand. period, you feel mild cramps in your period about to come, but like even still, like your titties tender, you know your period schedule, unless it came early. Well, in your 30s, you know your, when your period comes. It's like, it ain't irregular. It's regular as hell. It's, it's rearing the end of your period days. Like, you know your period coming. So why would you plan to wear all white? Like, if I got somewhere to be, I know my period coming. I was like, I ain't wearing white for this whole two-week period. Because ain't no, ain't no telling when sis going to want to show up. Well, but they had her wrap like a burrito on that gurney. And I was screaming. <laughs> can exercise, like, stimulate your period earlier? Some things can, like, sex can knock your period on earlier. And yeah. I would imagine that running and that constant bouncing probably like knocked the period down too. So yeah. I mean that's possible, but yeah. still hilarious. It, but her period is still close enough to 
she should have taken you precaution know. wearing all white. Right. Like sometimes, <laughs> you know, even if I'm wearing all white, I still try to like put a damper on just just in case. Like I know it ain't. Come on in two weeks, but just in case. <laughs> you got look. You got to learn your period. You got to learn your body, she which said, is hilarious. She said it got me before I could get it. It was a red wedding before I knew it. <laughs> And then I heard uh, Tiffany annoy ass. Like, yeah. when she was like, I got my period, she's like, oh, can't relate. <laughs> I was yeah. like, okay, bitch. You she missed like, one that period. Makes, that makes one of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was what it was. I was like, okay. And uh, she was like, well, Auntie Kelly, you know, da da da. And Kelly's like, ooh, baby, Dubois. And, you know, that's the way we kind of come to the realization like, oh, like. She's pregnant, pregnant. Yeah, <laughs> she's pregnant. And um, And Derek tells us that, you know, like, they had been trying, and clearly they were unsuccessful. But when they went to Issa's wine down at the beginning of the season, they it got so high, nice. and they just made the baby. Right, and so yeah, was like, oh. you know, so they, um, you know, that was uh, that was kind of how that came about. And and I, I, I wish kind of they would have shown some of their like their marital struggles of trying to get pregnant, mm-hmm. and like how that took a strain on their relationship. But we were talking about like no one on the show has kids. Yeah, you you said it. You said it. Um, so now, and so, you know, that's always going to, because I know a couple of people in my life have kids. And so that always makes you reflect like, dang, folks out here having whole babies. And, you know, like, I'm still trying. We still arguing over what movie we're going to see tonight, you know. <laughs> right. At the Red Box at Walgreens, <laughs> arguing down. So, so, and then Issa's her, oh yeah, because Tiffany's like, look at you, Kelly, look yeah. at you, Molly, and Issa. I'm the like, second time she's done that this season. Like, don't, don't fucking play with me. I don't know why they still friends. <laughs> I would have been cussed out. But Issa's like, well, I'm moving. And they were like, oh. <laughs> oh, but new. real quick, uh, Issa sees, at the finish line, she sees Lawrence picking up and loving on a partner after they completed that, uh, that marathon. Bitch. Mm-hmm. We've seen them. Just loving on each other. So when my Issa says I'm moving, we see we flash to a scene of Frida moving a box across a desk and we see the Hispanic students from East Forty First Street in the We Got Y'all office um having a session. Right, they're all studying and then um what's her name? Joyce? Is that the boss name? Yes. Joyce? Joyce pulls it to the side, like, Oh my god, this is so great. Um, and then Issa eventually tells her what the problems with VP gains and why they're having, you know, weekend sessions with the Spanish, with the Hispanic kids, excuse me, <laughs> the Hispanic kids, because he's a racist. And she's like, this could be a lawsuit. Why didn't you tell me this before? I didn't see this in the notes. And like a bitch said last week, I said a bitch job could be in jeopardy over this VP gain shit. I told y'all niggers. Anyway, so... Issa's boss was like, you know, that we may not have you in the field if you are, you know, causing these types of issues and not reporting them and stuff. You could have, you know, nipped this in the bud, basically. Yeah. So that was a mess. And um, just real quick, I want to post. I want to point out her boss said, you know, so we're having segregated. We got you all sessions. <laughs> she of we, said that. Yeah, she said. I thought we, she said y'all. I didn't notice that. She said we got you all, not y'all. That's funny. Um, so after that, we go to Issa's house where they're watching. Once again, we see the the pack of Kelly, her, and Molly watching Due North. We see some of Due North. And, um, and then after it's over, 
they, you know, they talk about, oh, Tiffany being dramatic with her pregnant ass. And mm-hmm. I wanted to point out there was a theory that Tiffany not being at Issa's maybe because she's cheating. Mm-hmm. And I, and I don't think that's the case. I, I feel like if we think about kind of in each, each segment, they were dropping hints that she was pregnant. You know, so her not being there because she's pregnant was really, I felt like she wasn't there because she was pregnant and, like, she wasn't filling up to it. And so, like, that was really just what they were hinting at because, you know, in Lawrence's scene, we see them congratulating Derek. In Molly's scene, we see, like, ooh, Tiffany's being difficult and, um, you know, we hear at the race, like, oh, but we, you know, it was good. there's a good reason why we're late. And, you know, and then at the end, you know, then in Issa scenes, we find out it's because she's pregnant. But my thing, no, no, no. I feel like I forgot which because the do North scenes, they start the Molly and Issa do North scenes run together for me. But I can't remember who's what, what part was said with who's. But what I will say is it's so many question marks with Tiffany and Derek's relationship that that's not completely off the table because now we learned about the nigga at the job we don't know why this nigga was standing at a hotel last year like it's a lot of like and then why does tiffany act so fucking uppity all the time like everything's perfect when it's clearly not because she was like and we don't need to talk about that because it's over and blah 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 because like maybe because before maybe she was trying to you know not incriminate Derek, but maybe she wasn't trying to incriminate herself well i more so think it's because she got all these little single friends that they can't keep a man so, as a married woman, I just know that I'm not going to tell y'all all my business about my marriage because at the end of the day, if I, you know, my husband and I, we we made a, a stronger commitment. We're going to try to work some things out. If we have to separate and do all this, y'all just not going to know because I don't want y'all holding that over us, over him, or, you know, or, or convincing. You can tell your friends everything a man does, clearly. No, especially like, like in this case, she's the only married one. So, the way they look at relationships and the way they look at, they have to look at their commitments is very different. Yeah, because even then it was like the, should I fuck Derek? What I fuck Derek? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, then you, because they're the only married people they know. So when they hear stuff about married couples, they compare it to Tiffany yeah, and Derek. Exactly. Um, And so Issa says, hey, now that that's over, can y'all um, help me pack my valuables? And Tiffany and, or Kelly and Molly laugh, like, be what valuables? And so they start helping her pack her stuff. And she's like, you know, so have you thought, of, you know, have you hit up this girl about where you're going to live? She's like, ooh, excuse me, y'all. Issa goes, <laughs> Issa goes, no, I really want to live by myself. Kelly goes, bitch, where? You ain't got no money. <laughs> she's like, I'm sorry, but a bitch try, bitch. <laughs> and they kind of go through this whole, this, the dilemma of that, you know, uh, Issa really doesn't have much money from her job. She can't stay in this apartment, not, you know, in part because, you know, it was where she had a relationship with Lawrence. But at the same time, she, she can't afford the rent increase. Really can't. You know, so now for her to she can't live in Los Angeles that is convenient to her job and everything. She because the the area that was bad and affordable is now being gentrified. So, you know, either she's going to have to stay out in the burbs or the boondocks. Somewhere super far. Or, you know, she's going to have to make some more money. Um, And then Molly says, well, maybe you should sell some stuff. And so then we go back to Issa's job where we find out Frida got the promotion at work. And I could have sworn that Issa got the promotion. Am I tripping? Yeah. 
like some couple episodes ago. What were they announcing then? I'm like, I'm trying to figure out. No, they were just having a retreat and they were like talking about it. And she was like, you know, this is going to help me in making my decision about the promotion. Oh, okay, 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 okay. All the other people were giving terrible answers, but Issa and Frida. Right, and then they were the two top contenders. Okay, yeah, cool, and cool, Issa cool. probably was the number one contender, especially what she was doing at East Forty First in terms of taking that program from not having anyone to having like it's being like really filled. But the mm-hmm. moment you know she told her boss it, uh, that it was segregated and that you know they had to have these extra sessions, her fault. Uh, yeah, you know she she kind of lost that promotion, and so. Um, after that, you know, Issa says, hey, can I take you for a drink? And she's like, oh, yeah, we go to this place. And I would. And she's like, ooh, I'm free. was like, ooh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I won't Thank call God. it that. <laughs> and, and she looked at her like, I know you did not just call it I would. Right. And so um, then we see Issa's having a garage sale. And her With brother's. a funny acting ass brother. Her brother's there. He's being real extra. He's like, how are you going to sell this minivac without the power cord? Which is true. Like, what? Like, <laughs> I can't use this. <laughs> true. And um and then we see our favorite Blood Yoda asking about the Brock thug, thug Yoda, Blood Yoda, Blood Yoda. It's Yoda. Thug Yoda. It's Thug Yoda. Yes, it's always been Thug Yoda. It's not Blood Yoda. I'm positive it's Thug Yoda. Well, we know who we're talking about. The neighborhood. I know who only, I'm talking about. I don't know who you're talking about. No, neighborhood <laughs> yeah, only Thug Yoda with his you. beautiful little girl. And he asked about the Brock Pot, and then he asked, he was like, tell him your favorite soup, baby girl. She's like, Bali flower soup. And she's like, oh, that's upsetting. Right. And then when they walked away, she was like, good luck, girl. Right. And she asked for $10 for the Brock Pot. He said, I got $5 in the EBT bar. And the brother was like, sold. EBT, so EBT bar, for those who uh, are uninitiated, that's a um, food stamps. EBT card, yes. Yeah. Um, so, you know, she's selling stuff and, you know, and then her... Um, well, no, she, they were talking about a mustard-stained uh, blanket that her brother was like, why are you selling that? And then some old man was like, I like the way it smells. I'll take the blanket. She's like, I'm making money already. <laughs> and then uh, Neighbor Bay walks up. Well, Neighbor Bay and his economics bay um, walk up and she has to take her shoe off because there's a rock in there and she sits on Issa's couch that she has out there and he's like oh man Issa you moving she's like yeah he's like dang I was using your Wi-Fi the way he <laughs> said it was so funny and she was like oh I figured it was going pretty slow and then <laughs> economics was like how much for this couch and then she looked at the couch and then it's like all the memories came flooding in and that was a brand new couch honestly like yeah. why would you try to sell that anyway that it was like six months old if that yeah, and so um, Issa called. So after that, we see Issa's back in her apartment with the couch, or with only the couch, you know, when just her pack panties and a t shirt. And we see she's calling Lawrence. We're assuming this is the call that she left that Lawrence got at the beginning of the episode while he was with a partner in the car. Right. So she's like, Hey, Lawrence, like, I'm moving. I thought you should know, you know, you, and I want, to, I thought you should have the couch because they, uh, they split the payment for the couch. Yeah, he paid for the couch. And he and then we know from the conversation he was having with fake ass Maya earlier when she was like, How did you buy speakers before you bought a couch? Mm-hmm. So he doesn't have a couch, so he really does need a couch. Right, right, right. And so things really you know, worked out very well. And he she and she told him like, Hey, I'll be going from two to six. You don't have to see me. Um, if you want to come and get it. Okay, bye. And so after that, we see um she's riding with her brother. 
about to go do the walkthrough for her apartment to leave. And he's laying out the ground rules. And in, in this time, we confirm, you know, uh, that he's gay. He says, no niggas in the house unless I'm fucking them. Which it was like, oh, cool. Confirmation. Boom. Because <laughs> I, I spotted the glitter from episode one. I was like, this nigga gay. But I'll wait. And then it got confirmed. I was like, oh. And then he told her her friends. He said, no shoes in his house. He don't have no, But he don't have no carpet. He told her her friends can't use his um, shower. And so she's like, you be And then extra Kelly got to have a muzzle when she come in. You yep. can't forget it. And she's like, you know, you being you being extra for no reason, and you can tell this is already the start of a contentious living situation. But my thing is, I hate when niggas is extra as fuck when like you come in their space or like they helping you with something. Like you ain't got to be extra like that. Like when you get in somebody's car and they want to be like a whole dictator and shit. Like, oh, don't touch my windows, don't touch my radio, don't do this, don't get in the phone of my car, don't eat my car. Like, okay, bitch. Like I'm just we riding together, we carpooling. You ain't got to do all that. Like you dictator in the air it's 80 degrees outside you got it 96 degrees inside the car nigga it's hot put the air on this is my car and i'm gonna do what i want with my car i paid it okay you got it i don't like, know i could be like that sometimes like i got my car detailed one time and my girl wanted to eat in it i'm like babe i just got a detail like we know well, it's one thing this. to eat okay eating is one thing okay like new car crumbs roaches whatever but like when you dictator in I'm, this is something personal because somebody does it to me all the time and it pisses me off. Like, your sister. I can't touch the window. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it pisses me off every time because she be like, she's always cold, even when it's hot outside. And I'm always hot. And she legit has the heat on in the summer. I'm like, bitch, I'm hot. And I'm not finna pull up sweaty and musty to this event because you cold. <laughs> like, nigga, turn the air on. So when she's not looking, I be turning it down. Because anybody got time for that. So when she in my car, because Lola has amenities, she can have her heat on her side, and I can have my air on on my side, and we can just be happy. And that's Shout how it's dual dual air. Um, right. So then, but yeah, he was extra as him. Right, and we can tell like this is going to be a situation. So, um, Issa's walking back to her apartment in the same white men that we. Oh saw. yeah, she said it was ten minutes. Yeah, going to do a last walk through. And we saw um, the same white men that were walking to the pool when Lawrence came. We see them now leaving the pool, and um, they're sh- you know they're showing they're showing her walking up to an apartment, and she goes in and she discovers that Lawrence is there, and she's like, uh, "You waited for me?" He was like, "Yeah," and he's like, "You know what happened?" Looking at the ceiling, where both there's a fire spot and probably some wine from when she threw the wine up there. And she was like, you know, I lost control one night. And she was like, you know, why'd you stay? He was like, well, you know, I wanted to talk. I didn't like the way we ended. We just be. I, I like that. And um, he was like, you know, I just feel like I've been fucking up everything. She's like, well, you came to the right spot. <laughs> and, you know, and I don't know if he fully understood the joke. He He chuckled a little bit, but, like, you know, he doesn't know everything that's been going on in her life, but. You know, it's like, hey, you're at the center of fucking everything up, you know, so welcome home. And um, they get into a very, very emotional. Ooh, I, it took me out, honestly. I was in tears. This is, I mean, people, some people, you know, this this scene is what we were all waiting for all season long. Um, This scene was so powerful. I thought it was so well shot, so well acted. Um. All the Emmys, all the Golden Globes, all of the everythings. I need I need Soul Train Awards. I need NAACP Awards. T Awards. I need, I need BET Awards. I need shit. 
whatever. And so Lauren starts. He says, you know, I want to apologize. She's like, no, 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 I don't, don't even. He was like, no, let me finish. And he just talks about how, you know, sometimes he sexy, sets these expectations for himself. And when he doesn't meet, does it live up to them, he shuts down. Mm. Oh, and, and he, you know, we kind of get why he went to that depression during woo-woo because it didn't take off like he thought or it was harder than he thought. And I'm going to just be honest with you. Oh, okay, and then he, I'm going to be honest with you. As a black male, especially how I am, I know exactly how Lawrence felt. I thought that, like you said, that was a word. That was, it was, I, like I said, the acting here was like, ooh, Lord. Wow. Especially for the target audience and where we all genuinely are in life, we are related to that. Like we all are trying to get somewhere and we feel the way we don't get that. Yeah. And we you know, this is real. And yep. especially in a relationship you feel like you have to be something for someone else. Yeah. So you um, because we've we've oftentimes kind of sold ourselves as this or packaged ourselves as this to this person. Mm-hmm. And if you've been you know, like they were together five years living together. So, you know, that package that he sold himself to as she she clearly knew that was not a hundred percent him and she has met the real him but he was disappointed in that and um you know he he said i'm sorry for not being who you expected me to be i'm sorry for not being who i expected me to be mm-hmm. and then Issa apologizes and she said you know she wanted to be better for him uh you know because of him she said um she depended on him to be better for both of them. Mm. And when he went through his depression, she couldn't handle it. Oof. He was like, but what could you have done? She was like, I could have done more. You know, she didn't know how to be better for herself. She she she, she needed to be better, but she didn't know how to be better for herself. And Lawrence, like, saying, you know, I didn't know how to be better for me. I and feel like both of them just needed to just take... They, this conversation should have been had <laughs> after he missed her birthday. <laughs> like or not even before he missed that birthday honestly because she cheated on him episode one but anyway go ahead and then he says you know and then she goes into the cheating he was like and he was like no you don't have to she was like please don't know. like you yeah. know reopening wounds and such right and he was like she was like you know cheating on you was you know what i did to you was the worst thing i could have ever done you know i wish i could convince you it wasn't about you and I and I felt like with that line, she really understood how much that hurt his pride and his like. That, yeah, because it it had everything to do with not necessarily spiting him, but she was with him because he wasn't. She was with Daniel because he wasn't Lawrence, and she saw something right. different in Lawrence. I mean, in Daniel that wasn't with, like it had everything to do with him. It had everything to do with how Lawrence made her feel, and not and that I, she was necessarily mad at him, but it was just like wanting yep. something else, and whew. And and I forget and I forget to take into account like this is after they said those terrible things to each other so this mm-hmm. is really, really and it, it was it was really on some eighty twenty shit like on some how did I get why did I get married like yeah mm-hmm. Ooh, so and she so... said um you know he only she, loved, ever loved her he only loved loved her and wanted her to be the best you know for him um no and only wanted the best for her. Her. Oh no! She, and, and he, he only, only ever she, loved her, and only uh-huh. wanted the best for her. Right, right. And um, you know, she still wants the best. She wants the best for him. She still wants the best for him. She says, "You know, I still love you so much." And he's like, "I love you too." And they just and his share. voice cracked when he, when a grown man cry. Oh, 
During the whole time she was apologizing, his nose was flaring and like it was just could, beautiful and just black and just he was on the edge of tears and they hug and they have one of those hugs. It's just like I don't I don't want to leave this place right now. And, and I feel like this is the first time anyone on the show was ever being an adult. This is the first time right. seeing actual the, grown ups on this damn show. Having an actual grown up conversation. Anybody has ever been accountable for their actions. No, seriously. Literally. Literally. And, and you know, and he's like, Well, I, I gotta get out of here. Can we talk about the sweater before we get to the other part? Yes. Do you think it was ventilation in there? Like, do you think he was musty? Is he a sweater? Because I'm, I'm, I sweat, so when I see people in hot shit, I be like, I know they hot. Like, um, my assumption is this is California, and California is not as hot as we think, especially like for the South. It depends on what time of year it is, because it can. It's definitely hot. It's hot. It's well, a different type of school. hot. It's not a moist hot. This is during the school year because the kids are still there. So I don't I don't know like they ran a marathon. I don't. It's still, you know. it's still day party, so it's warm outside. Yeah, but I felt like he could have had like that could have been like a very thin sweater. Cause she had her back out. She was going to like a baby shower or something. I don't know. Like she was, she was about to be in the sun. So I don't know what. Or maybe they did purposely do some Carl Thomas shit. Like cause you know with them they you never know how this symbolism. <laughs> um, it's funny cause like. This account I follow, Fat Kids Deals. They they pronounce, you know, we throwing out our Best Buy polos and we're getting we're getting turtlenecks for Lawrence Hive. And um, so I posted a uh, tweet on my Instagram on my Twitter, just saying, you know, new uniform, same team, because I had a similar sweater or a similar turtleneck. Of course you do, Lawrence Hall, Lawrence Hive, Lawrence Hive all day. But I anyway, feel like you you Amazon striped sweater when the show came on, they got it to you in fifteen minutes, so you could take a picture. You know, Amazon no. people like that. No, it's you know what else I thought morning. about? What? The best time to wear a striped sweater. But he, it wasn't striped. Is all the time. It was like ribbed striped. One mm-hmm. with the collar, turtleneck. Can we get to the, the most riveting scene of this episode? Cause when you're to meet your mic. <laughs> one special sweater. Okay, how do you get the song out? You know, I have to get my songs out. You don't. You got. You know, you gotta let me finish. All right. So he he's like, I gotta get out of here. He's he he walks out, and he's at the door, and he walks out, and he turns around, and he says, "Bye, East." You know, that was his nickname for. Well, I guess that's really everybody's nickname for. But yeah. he says, "Bye, East." And then he kind of pauses before he walks away, and he gets down on one knee and says, I love now you. Now he's on a whole ventilator. <laughs> I can't live without you. You know, will you marry me? And Issa goes, oh, my God, yes. And I just, and, like, I was sitting there, and as I'm watching this, I'm like, Lawrence cannot go out like a sucker like this, dog. Like, I was like, <laughs> yes, queen. Say yes, bitch. <laughs> Because you homeless and you need a place to stay. He got a nice big two-bedroom place that he could afford all by himself. Yep. And I'm like, I'm like, dog, you can't go out like no sucker. Like, yes, y'all had a good, you know, apology and conversation that was needed, but I, you got to give it some breathing room. You know, this is a highly emotional moment right now. And um, and then Issa kind of stares at the camera and we get the, you know, we come to realization like, oh, this isn't real. Like, this is a dream sequence. I still, I still was buying it. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, 
was I was into it. I was like, oh my god, yes, queen, please. We got a whole and montage. She had a nice little, you know, couple packs of hair in the back of her head, and they had a wedding. They get on the couch. Then they, you know, he giving her some good Tasha level strokes, but with more passion, more yeah. love in the strokes. But he was in there. He was. That's not how he was hunching in the beginning of last season. Definitely was that nineteen second shit from the first episode. It was real girthy strokes. And then we saw her pregnant. And I was like, yes. Then they brought the chocolate baby. Oh, and then the baby Jesus. Wait, wait, wait. So he kissed. He kissed her belly, which I thought, you know, that was dope. When he brings the baby in, he has the dad fade. The dad like the, fade. It was like so. Like he he had his basically his same haircut. But instead of the twist, he had the mature, like, Frank Mitchell, but lower. No, he had no Frank Mitchell. The Frank Mitchell was a damn helmet. No, no, no. Go back and look. He had a Frank Mitchell, but but lower. But lower. Because it wasn't the twisty like we're wearing. It's basically the same, like, little level, but just picked out. And I'm like, my father had that same haircut when my brother and I were young. And he's really embracing his dad's side. And I loved it. And this whole dream sequence is going on as Daniel Caesar's Blessed is playing in the background. And when I tell you, I'm not even going to front y'all. The second time I watched it, I shed a tear. I was crying. I had a full tissue snot. Like, it was beautiful. Because I've been really rooting for them to get back together this whole season, honestly. Because I'm like, y'all are both trash and y'all love each other, so be together. But you know, someone on the timeline said, being in love, like, love is not enough. And I was like, damn, that's real. Like, just because you love somebody don't mean that y'all need to be together. But we find out, how we find out this is a dream sequence is she looks back to close the door, like, after they brought the baby in, and we see current day Lawrence. And he's like, by again. Yeah. He was really she, crying, though. If you look, like, the little reflection show. <laughs> She, um, but a man cries, man. That man cried. And we ain't gonna door. ignore that. Lawrence is a lot of man, too. I'm sorry. I'm watching it, so I'm just, like, commenting on what I see. Hold on. Oh, so she, she closes the door and, and you know, kind of sinks to the floor, but then her brother calls her, and she was like, he's like, like it's been more than 10 minutes. Your time been up. I was like, right. But what I just wanted to comment on, you know, and I, I, I stated this in, in Struggle Bus Chronicles before that um, I had a I had a breakup, you know, years ago. That was a difficult one. Um, we were together for five years. We had lived together at one point. I do so see like, that fate. I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Yep. And, you know, this scene, I mean, it was from my experience, it was so true to life in terms of, you know, you have that one really good apology you leave feeling better. You feel, you know, you, you know, and some, and not in all relationships will you get this type of closure, but, you know, sometimes, like, when you've really been together a long time and really loved each other, you will allow each other to get that type of closure. And, um, you know, when she had that whole fantasy sequence, it was like, when Lawrence says bye, she's saying bye to all of the the things she's envisioned for their life together for the wedding, for the sex, for the, you know, pregnancy, for the the child, the, the children. The baby. Oh, God. You know, the whole life that they, you know, like, I don't know, sometimes, I, maybe I'm, maybe just me, you know, I, I think about, you know, being married with kids is kind of 
you're at a place in life where life is just a little more meaningful each day. Because you have someone that you've made a commitment to, to go through it with, and then you also have people that are counting on you and that, you know, bring out the best of you and, and, and reflect the little bit of you, you know, that you've created with someone you love. And, you know, that's why this scene was so heavy, was like, she's got to let all that go because mm. they're they're breaking up. And, um... My heart. Yeah, I don't think there was a dry eye in, in around the world. Um, I think as you iconic... Felt something. If you was Issa Hive, Lawrence Hive, Tasha Hive, Chad Hive, like, you felt this. I think as iconic as those backstrokes were last year for the season finale, this dream sequence was even more iconic. No, no, it just didn't make me feel the way them backstrokes did. But Jesus, it was—I felt something, but just not the same. Anyway, but uh, let's let's wrap this up because uh, we—I mean, yeah, we, we here for a minute, almost an hour and a half. Um, but um, you know, so at the end, after all this, um, uh, we see Issa and Molly. They have a Moroccan night. They had talked about going to Morocco earlier in the right. year, and um. You know, Issa broke self, can't afford it. So Molly said, we're going to get some Moroccan outfits. We're going to order some Moroccan food. I'm going to de- decorate my house. And some Moroccan, Moroccan wine. Mm-hmm. And I thought mm-hmm. that was and really we- nice. Because Molly could have went by, by herself, but she decided to bring it to her apartment. Yeah, and I thought, you know, it's really at this time, it's probably really the pick-me-up that Issa needs. So once the, they eat and they giggle and all this, and um, Issa's preparing to leave for the weekend, and Molly's like, you sure you don't want to live with me? She was like, nah, girl, I got it. And she goes and gets in her lift. And in her lift, she sees that she has a friend request from Lawrence Walker. Growth. You know what that is? Growth. <laughs> so he's pain. unblocked her. He's he, he's sent her another friend request. Um, Molly's cleaning up. And then we see that she puts on some, some lingeries. She had several. And she was like, which one should I kill him with? Right. Because cause she showed us a, few, a preview of, like, two or three outfits. That wasn't even the final one she went with. Yeah, so she had plenty. Like, bitch, did you just go shopping for a bunch of lingerie? And we trying to figure <laughs> out, who's she getting fired for? Who's she getting fired for? Right. And um, she goes to the door, and we see. As soon as I saw that elbow, eights. I knew it. I knew it before I even we got to We see light-skinned elbow, six I saw that eight. elbow, and I was like, my God. Molly had to learn the thing. Girl drop. And Molly's like, I got something for you. And he bit that lip. I said, whew. That nigga 6'8", so I can't even. I mean. And she put. She, Molly, Molly probably rolled that man ragged. You know, honestly, I don't believe they're using condoms anymore. That's just me. Honestly, yeah. I mean. <laughs> Tiffany going to be good, the only person having a baby shower next season. Cause she going to put on her good lingerie for condom sex? Ain't nobody. <laughs> that ain't no condom sex outfit. That's a raw outfit. He gonna do all that, then st- and pause and yeah. Oh, hold on, let me put a condom on. Oh, shit, on. Okay. Right? No, 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 no. You just slide that to the side, baby. No, uh, uh-uh. uh. That is a uh, raw I, outfit. Oh, you. I disgusting. said uh, uh, that Moroccan stuff she had. I said she probably gonna do a belly dance for Dro later, using all that decoration. Just feel, just nothing but lust. And we'll see that nigga in town again. Must be the weekend. Right. It's been a hard day of being six eight all day. 
Hard day to be in 6'8", baby. The F thin down uh, up here, so, you know, I got to get what I can. So I got to lay in your bed and fuck you. So get some lower air pressure. Um, Yeah, and then we're trying to figure out where Issa's going. Mm-hmm. I assumed she was going to her brother's house because that's who she I mean, that's what we thought her arrangement was, but that nigga's funny acting as hell. And it turns out that she is at Daniel's house. Mm. After she cussed him, it's literally so many other places that she could have stayed. But she gets to Daniel's house and she's like, I'm sleeping on the couch. She was like, oh, I know. He said bitch in his head. I know he did. <laughs> right. She going to wake up and he going to be jacking off of her face to nothing high. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to cuss me out to ask to stay with me. But he better than me for even letting her stay. Bless. I mean, they just all a mess. And I was just so disappointed because I'm like, we sat here for eight episodes. Four hours and 15 minutes of show. Just for these bitches to be to taking two step back, <laughs> two steps back from where they was the first episode, y'all worse That's off. True. Y'all didn't learn shit, and y'all thirty. Man, so all right, let me talk about Molly first. So let's talk about Molly first. So part of me thinks that maybe Molly is balancing Dro and Quinn, and like, cause Dro she knows she can only get dick from him, but like Quinn provides you know career support you know, just good encouragement, you know, so maybe she'll just hunch him every couple of months to keep him around for that. But she's really getting dicked down consistently by Dro, putting on, like I said, good lingerie. Um, I had a question. Mm-hmm. So remember we saw in Molly's section that she was in bed and she got a call from Easton. She was like, you know, what what happened? Mm-hmm. Do you think that was after we saw Dro come in? Because the assumption was that, what? okay, that's probably, all right, remember at the end of Molly's section, mm-hmm. she is in bed, clearly just after having sex. Mm-hmm. You know, there's wine glasses and a, con- a magnum condom you know, on the dresser, she gets a call from Issa. Mm-hmm. When she picks up the phone, she says, oh, S, what, oh, shit, what happened? Mm-hmm. And I'm asking, you know, we we don't see, and so we never find out, like, what that conversation came after. No, it, that com- it matched up with the last scene of Lawrence's 30 days, the last scene of Molly's 30 days, and the last scene of Issa's 30 days, and then, like, the the Moroccan scene, I guess, is day 31, basically. So that was after the after Lawrence came over. But I felt like, I felt like after Morocco, that's when we see Dro. After Morocco is when we see Dro, yeah, but that's not... That's not when the phone call takes place? No, 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 that's not. Because it's like the timelines mesh into one at, at, at that point, after... Yeah, like I said, that's day 31. Because there's nothing she's saying like, bitch, what happened to after Morocco? Like, what, bitch, we were just together. You would have told me this. Like, Well, maybe she didn't tell her she was staying at Daniel's. Mm, but still, because she didn't go to Daniel's house until after we know that Joe came. You know? Either way, she was bitch what happened to the Lawrence conversation. Oh, okay. So that was my only theory. Um, and then Issa. Issa is a hobosexual. 
as the Issa Hive like the to call people. The tables have turned, Jesus, my goodness. And we predicted this, didn't we? We did. Or, I said this. I said that she was going to be in Lawrence's shoes. Yep. Put me on payroll, Issa. And, you know, yeah, man. I, I don't. I, so the fact that she's staying at Daniel's, I have to ask two questions. I don't know if y'all remember at the garage sale, her brother was like, what day you moving in? He's like, when you moving in? She was like, in four days. He was like, I thought you meant five. Mm -hmm. Is it possible she's only staying there for a night? Possibly. Because he probably, well, you ain't staying because I got somebody coming up on day four. So you need to come on day five. Right. Which is possible because he is funny acting. Right. Or is she, because she didn't have enough. We didn't see her with enough in her hand. Yeah. For that to, you know. But another thing is she just spent the night at Molly's house too. So that could have been. But for her to say, for, but for her to, him, her to, once he answers the door and say, I'm sleeping on the couch, it's like, y'all would have had to have already discussed that if I had moved stuff in already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. I see what you But I, th- I think, I think this is just for a day thing, but they kind of showing us that they're back on good terms. Because if she's staying with Daniel, I don't think there's a, any hope of her and Lawrence ever getting back together. But my thing is, why do you have to stay with Daniel? Like. You could say Molly, like we said, because well, Molly has some dick coming over. Well, yeah, like she will be displaced once Drake. That's probably something that she brought into. And then if she's staying with um, Daniel, he can't have another bitches over. So it's kind of like a surveillance thing. Put your- I mean, he can. He just has to be. Like- I'm sure Kelly's house is fun. I know she cook. He could probably Her and just be over there adjust the light. Well, everybody's getting dick or vagina somewhere. So she got to pick her poison. Unless you want to stay with Frida and watch Ava DuVernay uh, movies all day. <laughs> Hell. Nah. Um, but yeah, the season overall, it was not, I feel like this was just the falling action and the resolution to season one. Because it wasn't, a, like I said last episode, there hasn't been a major climax. It's been like big events, but not major climaxes as like how she cheated on him last semester, like not semester, Jesus, last season. Or just the whole blow up and the whole everything. So... Um, I would say that it's probably been more, it's been more rising action on Molly's character and her development. Mm-hmm. Well, she ain't really developed shit, so she kind of been. Well, I'm just saying like, we go from her being, kind of, yeah, from being so man thirsty, you know, and like, to just every nigga. for one nigga. To, yeah, she got to a point where she made a crucial decision that is going to affect her from here on out. And that was the decision to sleep with Dro. Well, she got two bodies this season. She had, what, three last season? So it's not like she's doing that much better, but he's bringing Jared back. Hell, he like women. Or, uh, no, no, no. My man, Lionel. Lionel. And that's another thing. She must not really not like Lionel because she ain't even Lionel because she ain't hunch him or nothing. Man, give him no pause to the pussy. No pause. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, in all, you know, I feel like a lot of people complaining and saying it was lame or whatever. This finale, I mean, I guess in comparison to last finale, which was like really broke the internet. Because if you think about it, people wasn't really watching Insecure like that. There was no live tweeting or nothing. But that finale made more fans than anything. And people went back and watched. Very true. Yeah. So, There's so many people hopped on the wave after that finale yeah because people are like, yeah. what are y'all watching? What is this gif from? What is that? And yeah. that, the back shots scene is really what made insecure like pop that will go down in history yeah it really did because that is what garnered so many people to go back and watch it because a lot of people didn't have hbo 
I know I was one of the people who watched it originally because I was like so excited. And yeah. then I it was free that weekend and then I didn't have the channel so I had to get the the app and catch up. And then when the finale came on, but yeah, because um, we oh. were expecting such a bomb like it was last season. But I feel like yeah. it was this episode was necessary. Uh, it was definitely no. necessary and it was kind of a closure for the audience too with just the whole, because it really... I mean, I guess Issa being now homeless and couch surfing is, you know, our L, but it wasn't like any relationship related L's taken. So it was kind of like a truce between Issa and Lawrence. I mean, so one, I want to say that the, uh, Issa gave an interview sent in where she said the actress that played Tasha Dominique told her like, girl, this is my monster's ball. Like, you know, yeah, I'm happy that I could. I saw that too. Yeah. And then two in life. Issa is holding all the L's. <laughs> Lawrence has... Uh, Lawrence is insecure as hell. He is never going to probably get But he has a job. He has a roof over his head. He has a nice couch. He has a big TV. He can I mean, get women. He can, you know, like, he's in a secure place where he can grow out of that insecurity. Yeah. Issa really can't start dealing with, you know, herself as a person until she gets stable in life. I I think they're both kind of in the same boat because if you think about you, Lawrence, you're really, not gonna do this. Lawrence no. really out here just bagging bitches. Like, okay, he got Tasha because that wasn't really a hard bag because he saw her all the time because he was going to the bank and she was easily impressed because this nigga in college and don't have kids. So boom. And look, look, she look had you're a, not then, gonna convince me. Then we had the two white bitches. He was used. He was a pawn in their sexual conquest mission a partner likes work dick so that wasn't a compliment either so it's not like he out here just yeah big l i industries nigga no like nah nah see look you you he had you're a doing decent that stroke game explaining thing you're doing that one no, like you up here making it seem like lawrence is a man he's really not like they both fucking lawrence no, no no lawrence is i'm just saying lawrence is in a secure place i think after this conversation with Issa, he now has the closure and healing that he needs where he can truly move on and like if he I, I, I advise him to wait a month or two and the next relationship he gets into, that could be his wife. So this whole because this whole conversation, by my estimates, probably takes place five months, five to six months after their breakup. We'll see, which is still pretty fresh to get in a new relationship, honestly, especially after five years. But true. So maybe he waits six more months. But his next he like he's in chill. a place he needs to he's chill. in a place where his next relationship can be his wife. I think Issa, she can't even think about a next relationship until she gets a roof over her head. I'm sorry, but wasn't Lawrence thinking about bullshit when he didn't have a roof over his head? I'm confused. Anyway, I'm not going to sit here and do this shit with you. We can talk about it in the next podcast. All right, because you're wrong. But um, maybe you're wrong. So, Do North, <laughs> if you all sit and watch the Do North um, season afterwards, that shit was hilarious. Did you watch it? Yes. I hate slavery. <laughs> honestly like i'm gonna be honest i wasn't a huge fan of dude north but that line alone i like it's like okay like because i was disappointed i wanted to wind down oh true but i thought it was hilarious no no, but when uh, him saying i hate slavery alone that made me say you know what i'm cool without having to wind down and fun fact natasha rothwell aka kelly wrote dude north which is great and then i read an article about it It was like the show within the show is a spoof between scandal and underground which is great (laughs) it's great but i'm gonna be honest with you though if you watch dear white people the series 
I felt like they did it better. They did have a this, good show within the show, but it was one yeah. show within the show, and it was no this telling was to so know. outlandish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I thought they were both funny. I enjoyed both yeah. of them. They had, but they had several shows within the show, and yeah. they did it last season too. So it wasn't like they copied Dear White People. What was the show within the show last year? Lock Up Abroad. Remember they was all watching the, the woman in jail. Oh dang! I gotta go back and watch it now. Yeah, yeah. I play this, now that I I'm gonna go back and watch Game of Thrones. I'm gonna go back and watch all of Insecure now and cry again because that that scene. I don't care. That scene was really well done. Um, and I'm gonna go back and watch all the Power. Oh, you got a lot this of winter. Man. Well, this winter. I'm in Chicago now, so like, it's no more like oh, it's winter. I can still make moves. It's like I'm in the house. You know how cold it is outside. <laughs> Right. Okay. Well, we're going to talk about it more on our next podcast, like the show as a whole and everything. So we're going to end this because we've been here for a minute. Um, yep. So, yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you share, like, whatever, comment, retweet, at Issa, hashtag, botch, commentary. Make sure you tweet about it, all of that. See you all for season three. All right. Bye, Bye. guys. <laughs>